Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, it's showtime! Yes, good morning. It is the morning sports briefing, and uh, yes, we very nearly um, went past the clock. Hi, I'm Paul, and you are on New Zealand Sports Radio at 8 a.m. Every single morning, we bring you the most important news to start your day the best way. Um, this morning on the news, we have France calls off league. Black Cap in waiting picks up 20 T20 Player of the Year. 20 of the year. Um, um, another player... Um, in trouble with league. We have another player association getting put together um, and the Tokyo Olympics will not be delayed again. So let's get straight into that football news. And uh, over in France, um, they have called, or the, the French government um, has called off all professional um, sports uh, until September. They're coming out of lockdown in uh, um, on May the 11th. But uh, all major sporting events have been cancelled until September to contain the coronavirus. That obviously um, includes um, football, and then it won't be able to resume. Um, the football had 10 more rounds of games to go in their season, uh, and uh, obviously those will now not be played. Quite how that impacts the qualification for the Champions League, etc. next season, we'll have to see how they decide on that. Um, PSG, uh, though, are still hoping to play um, their European Champions Cup quarter-final, I think it is, that they've got through to. Um, if they have to, um, they will play that game overseas, obviously, pending uh, that it's safe for all their players and the staff to uh, to do so. PSG are 12 points ahead of second-place Marseille, so you'd expect that they'll be given the title, or at least given the, uh, be named top of the league as far as European qualification um, goes over in um, rugby. Uh, the top fourteen uh, has nine games left before they hit the playoffs, and that again, um, obviously, those games will not be played. So it's going to be interesting to see again how that impacts European qualification um, next season. And also, we have got the um, European Champions Cup and the European Challenge Cup, or the Heineken European Champions Cup um, and the European Rugby Challenge Cup still with rounds to go as well. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how all of that 
um, pans out. We've yet to, to see what impact this will have on events such as the Tour de France, which had been rescheduled till um, August the 29th to September the 20th, um, starting in Nice. Uh, now, obviously, August the 29th is very near to September, but it's not quite September. So we'll see e exactly how that um, uh, pans out over the coming days. Um, the Spanish League uh, says uh, we're, we're very surprised about this. And they said, look, why would you ban football behind closed doors if you're going to allow factories to open? Uh, so he's saying, look, there's, what's, where's the difference there? So the Spanish League is clearly still planning to go forward. Um, Germans, Germany's Bundesliga wants to restart within weeks. And England is, as we reported yesterday, uh, working with their government to fast track the start of the Premier League um, as well. All these leagues have to tell UEFA by May the 25th what their details are as to how they're going to complete their season. That brings you up to date with the football news. I'm going to hand you over to Arswin, who's going to take us through our cricket update. Uh, once he is off mute. Once, he's, once he takes his mute off. Geez, rookie mistake. Oh, I have a bad night's sleep. Sorry, people. But anyway, we'll start again. Good morning, Paul, and good morning to everybody out there. And in cricket news, in the first of a few domestic awards being handed out by the NZC this week, Devin Conway, who's had a great two seasons with the bat, has picked up the Men's Smash Player of the Year. for That's the T20 competition. In this year's Super Smash, he scored 543 runs and an average of 67.87 and a strike rate of 145. As I said, that's the second year in a row where he's had a fantastic season with the bat. And we're just waiting for him to now put on the black jersey and roll out there for the black caps. Obviously, once COVID-19 has dissipated or been resolved or whatever is going to be done with that. Uh, also in the awards, Sophie Devine, yet again, who's been terrorising bowlers on both sides of the Tasman, picked up the Women's Smash Player of the Year. Devine scored 365 runs and also picked up 12 wickets. She averaged 53 with the bat at a strike rate of 185. Looks like the bowlers are going to be worrying about her next season as well. She also helped Wellington to woman to a third straight title, of T20 title, that is. And the final award that, that got announced today, anyway, or yesterday, was uh, Ian Smith for Outstanding Services to Cricket. We'll be discussing Smithy's contribution to cricket and his well-deserved honour on Swinging from the Hip, brought to you by New Zealand Sport Radio right here at 8pm New Zealand time on Thursday. The ECB will postpone the hundred, all 100 contracts. Now, I'll explain the 100 soon, but the ECB will postpone all the 100 contracts by 12 months in an attempt to reduce costs. This is in the wake of likely cancellation of the 2020 version of the 100. Wondering what the 100 is? It's the UK version of the IPL or the T20 competition that's played by organised by the English and Wales Cricket Board. So that is looking like saving a bit of money as they postpone those 12-month contracts for 12 months as there is no competition this year. And Paul, that's our cricket news for today. Now that I'm off mute. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ashwin, for that update on the cricket. We'll hand you straight over to Stephen from the far north who's going to take us through our birthdays. 
Thank you very much, Paul, and good morning to everybody out there today. Another beautiful day here in Auckland and another beautiful born day for these people. A man of steel, a dual international on the court and the fifth highest paid rugby player in the world with $1.3 million. And that's where we start. Stephen Luatua is a professional New Zealand rugby union player who currently plays for the Bristol Bears in the English Premiership. After a strong start to the 2013 Super Rugby season, Luatua was named in the initial All Blacks wider training squad. He made his debut coming from the bench in a 24-9 victory versus France in New Plymouth in 2013. All up, Luatua, who predominantly plays loose forward or lock, made 15 appearances for the All Blacks between 2013 and 2016. 29 appearances for Auckland between 2011 and 2017, and he donned the Blues jersey on 74 occasions between 2012 and 2017 before heading off to Bristol at season's end. Stephen Luatua, born this day, 29th of April 1991 in Auckland. Stephen is 29 today. Moving on to the uh, round ball game, uh, Donna Wilkins Nee Lofhagen is a former New Zealand represented netball and basketball player. Wilkins played 56 tests for the Silver Ferns between 1996 and 2002. She represented the Silver Ferns at the World Championships in Christchurch in 1999 and two Commonwealth Games in Kuala Lumpur in 1998 and in Manchester 2002, winning a silver medal on all three occasions. Wilkinson Wilkins also had 95 caps for the New Zealand national basketball team, the Tall Ferns, which included the 2000 Summer Olympics in Sydney, the 2004 Summer Olympics in Athens, and the 2006 Commonwealth Games in Melbourne as captain. Donna Wilkins Nee Lofhagen, born this day, the 29th of April 1978 in Christchurch. Donna is 42 today. And finally, Dean Bell is a former New Zealand Rugby League player. Bell played at centre and represented the New Zealand Kiwis between 83 and 89 and etched out an outstanding professional career, predominantly in the UK, playing for Cumbria, Carlisle, Leeds and Wigan. But he also had stints in the NRL, turning out for Easts and the Warriors. Bell also won the Man of Steel Award in 1992 and the Lance Todd Trophy in 1993. Bell was later inducted into the Wigan Warriors Hall of Fame. The celebrated Kiwi picked up several honours while playing for New Zealand, including being the NRL player of the uh, the New Zealand Rugby League Player of the Year, big your pardon, in 1987 and winning the New Zealand Māori Sports Personality of the Year in 1994. He was later made a member of NZLR's Immortals and inducted as one of New Zealand Rugby League's Legends League of Fame guys. Um, and there you go, and that was in 2000. Dean Cameron Bell, born this day, the 29th of April, 1962, in Auckland. Dean is 58 today and a real legend. Um, just back to that uh, rugby, Stephen Luatua, that $1.3 million, Paul, is that per annum? Yes, that's per annum that, uh, that, that he's getting paid. Um, but, yeah, and talking about Stephen Luatua, uh, you might want to go and listen to uh, Watto on New Zealand Rugby, the uh, hash rugby chat show we had last night, where he sort of, has a chat about how Steve Hansen and Steve Chu treated um, rugby. And I think Steve Luatua was perhaps one of the the uh, casualties of the way that, uh, the, that New Zealand rugby was, was handled over the last uh, sort of last World Cup cycle. 
um, or, or so. Uh, yeah, Hansen wasn't very happy about uh, Lua leaving at the time, was he? Let's be honest. Um, also, Mark in the live chat has said the jersey on the right is lovely, um, Stephen. Now, um, if you would like to have your club jersey hanging behind Stephen during the birthdays, then uh, send us one in and um, we'll chuck it behind there and we'll give you a shout out as well. So if you fancy having a, having a, your club jersey on the show, be it, uh, and look, it doesn't have to be rugby, it can be netball, it can be um, football um, or paddling or any other um, sport. So just, uh, just send us one in and we'll throw it behind Steve during the shows. Moving on to um, rugby union news. Um, and it's change, change, change. Well, that's what people are asking for, but I'm not sure if much of it is, is happening. Augustine Pichot um, has said that he wants to um, change uh, rugby, get it out of its copy and paste mode um, uh, and bring change in. He has mentioned that uh, previously that he, want, that he wanted to create a rugby computer game, uh, you'll remember, but he says maybe that has... Um, uh, maybe that's too old an idea already, uh, and he's open to newer ideas, such as maybe having rugby incorporated into Fortnite. Um, he said maybe you have a warrior dressed with an RFU rose, and he combats an All Black on Fortnite. So maybe they maybe they'll pick up some uh, uh, some some dance moves as well. We'll have to wait and see. So all sorts of ideas are out there um, from Augustine Pichot. Um, Wallaby player Matt Tamua has also come out and said that it is time for change in Super Rugby. Now, this is a bit of an interesting one because Super Rugby seems to change every other year anyway, um, and they don't seem to be able to settle on a format. Uh, he's saying that uh, he thinks a more domestic-focused, um, either Australia-focused or Australia and New Zealand-focused um, tournament um, would be better. Uh, it would also help the players in the fact that they would get uh, to spend more time at home as well. Uh, and the players wouldn't be, or sorry, the fans wouldn't be expected to watch games at three o'clock in the morning. So uh, he thinks that, uh, yeah, that's, he thinks he wants more change again. Uh, look, Super Rugby has gone through a format change pretty much every three or four years. Uh, and you've got to say that I think part of that is that it's confused the fans as to what it is going to be. So I think the Super Rugby needs to settle down and be something, whatever that something might be. The problem with the domestic tournament is that South Africa, uh, already have a domestic tournament called the Curry Cup, uh, where the similar or the same teams play, uh, unlike the way that New Zealand, the provinces are very different from the Super Rugby franchises. Uh, and so having that domestic um, thing, maybe not the option that South Africa wants, even if it is something that uh, New Zealand and um, Australia would prefer. Finally, then, uh, Ellis Genge has come out and said in this time... Um, I think it is time to shake up the rugby scene and look after players commercially and in every aspect a lot better. Um, the uh, This comes out of the discussions with the teams as to how they went and uh, cut players' salaries. And he's saying that players did not get good advice at the time. And he wants to put together a players' union um, that looks after and gives the players better commercial um, advice around these sort of pieces um, and that he um, doesn't want to replace the Rugby Players Association but he says look they get funded by uh, the Premiership and the RFU um, and therefore are always going to come down on the Premiership and the RFU's side which I think is a little bit harsh to uh, be honest with you 
Um, and he's asking for the players to put money into this union so that they can get um, commercial uh, funding, um, uh, sorry, commercial um, advice for the players. Now, isn't that what your manager is supposed to do to give you commercial advice uh, and to have a lawyer on side to help you get some advice about any contract discussions? So it does sound like uh, maybe he is trying to serve a player's agency rather than necessarily a player's union per se. Um, well, who knows what his, uh, the, the exact thoughts there, but yes, he is. Um, all three of those people looking at agitation for change in rugby. Uh, that definitely does seem to be the flavour of the moment. Um, and I'm going to hand you over to Stephen Harris, um, who will take you through the league update. Thanks again, Paul. And uh, plenty happening in rugby league at the minute. The first story we're going to start with, and I'll break this up. Panthers star Nathan Cleary has been caught with a group of women at his house on Anzac Day. There'll be a few of us out there thinking, mm, nothing wrong with that. In another case, though, of an NRL star flouting social distancing laws, given that we are right in the middle of COVID-19. Now, the story was pretty much picked up by a Channel 9 reporter who saw several social media photos of Cleary at his home where he was obviously visited by the by the woman. Now this incident pretty much comes on the back of the Latrell Mitchell and Josh Adokar who were caught uh, at a overnight camping trip uh, on the weekend and they've been fined by police for breaking uh, social distancing laws. Now one of the uh, legendary uh, coaches and commentator Phil Gould has basically called for Cleary to be banned for the season. No excuse. A serious breach, in my opinion. So Gould, who is, uh, he's also uh, wrote this on uh, Twitter on Tuesday. Granted, Nathan says that the incident was not planned, which was obviously differs to the Josh and uh, Le Josh Latrell situation. However, players need to be vigilant. They need to protect themselves, their teammates. And, of course, uh, the game. So not a happy camper. I'll kind of uh, move on to our uh, our next story, which is just in and around the uh, the Warriors. Now, the Warriors look set to train in isolation for two weeks in New South Wales after being granted federal government exemption to travel to Australia to play out the remainder of the 2020 NRL season. Now, Peter Valandes has pretty much told APP, um, last night or that the Australian Border Force had allowed the Warriors to fly into the country and they could touch down in Australia as early as this coming uh, Sunday. So it's really just about getting sign-off from the New South Wales uh, state government at this time for the Warriors to uh, pretty much self-quarantine. Uh, and uh, our final, final bit of news uh, this morning is pretty much in and around the NRL, just once again reconfirming that the season is of officially set to get underway on May 28th, and they're looking at a 20-round season with the grand final date set for the uh, 25th of uh, October. So just really, Peter Valandes, once again, just emphasising uh, uh, extensive consultation with broadcast partners, clubs and key stakeholders. Um, he says this is pretty much a landmark day for rugby league. I think it's pretty much a lot of the talk that we've actually heard over, dare I say it, probably the last uh, week or so. And that's pretty much it in the league for the news, in league news for today. All I can say is roll on this season so we can uh, talk about what's happening on the field. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, more league news. Have a great day, everybody. Back to you, Paul. Yeah, thank you, Stephen. That seems like it's like the seventh player that's broken isolation rules now in the NRL. You do wonder when they are going to learn um, and actually realise what, what, what the situation is. 
Paul, Paul, if I can ju- if, if I can quickly jump in, I've got a bit of a radical, radical thought. You know, if the players aren't listening, and we've seen over the years, I think in the NRL there was something like last three years, something like sixty-six scandals. Why don't we instead of finding the players, why don't we just start deducting points away from the clubs? Um, I know it sounds really, really harsh, but I'll tell you what. Um, I'll. You know, I often look as a team a little bit like a family. It's pretty much a collective, and it's about keeping everybody in line. And I'll tell you what, if somebody goes out line and you've worked hard to get two points, um, I'll I'll tell you what, it'll make players think really, really hard about it. I'll actually be interested to get some sort of feedback from from our our live comments as well, if I'm a little bit off target here, too harsh. Or what do you think, guys? That sounds like a good idea in terms of like it's now becoming a responsibility of the team as a whole to to hold your players to account, you know, in the management of those uh, the teams as opposed to the central body, for want of a term, um, having to try and manage, I don't know how many three hundred odd players or more. If you yeah, if you think about if you think about it, a politician steps out of line, and it's pretty much the whole that particular government that has to basically wear it, you know, not just that individual, not that indiv- just that individual politician. I mean, to say, Dave, the, who's the health minister at the minute? I saw one of your posts last night asking <laughs> who, who's, who's in a little bit of trouble again. I mean, it's our, what part yeah. of self-isolation do you not yeah, understand? Lockdown. What, what part of lockdown? Well, lockdown. So, uh, yeah. yeah, lockdown. It's just like, I'm in lockdown. Yeah. I might go for a bike ride. I might I might go for right. a... Uh, anyway, before we before we head down the <laughs> political route and we were here for the next hour discussing um, whether people should be using their old house as an office or not, um, let's, um, let's move on. So this evening at 8 p.m., we have Do You Know Sport? Uh, we have two fantastic teams lined up for that. So do join us um, for that at 8 p.m. This evening, Do You Know Sport? And if you would like to take part in the best radio quiz uh, or best sports radio quiz in New Zealand with the biggest prize, that's right, we have bragging rights up for uh, up, up, up for, 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 for winning, then do let us know what uh, do, 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 do let us know who what the name of your team is and do join us. Um, moving on then, in the final piece of news, uh, the Tokyo Olympics will not be delayed again. So if the um, Tokyo Olympics cannot go ahead on, between the uh, 23rd of July and the 8th of August next year, um, then it will be cancelled, um, they have said. Well, actually scrapped was the words they used. Um, so if they do not get a, a vaccine in place before then, uh, the Olympics may not happen at all, which would be uh, the first time in a very, very long time, um, obviously. So um, that is big news um, from um, Japan. Don't forget to join us tomorrow at 8 a.m. for the morning sports briefing. Uh, we'll, it's the best way to start your day up today with all the important sports news. Um, and I would like to thank everybody who has watched the show, the, the station so far. We have topped 20,000 views in our four weeks that we have been going. So thank you, everybody who has watched. Don't forget to like, subscribe um, or uh, or follow, depending on whether you're on Facebook, YouTube or Twitter, as we're on all those platforms. And also, if you listen to the podcast, thank you very much. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.